What's up and welcome to the Nerd Girl Podcast. My name is Peyton and I talk about and review books, movies, and TV shows while also talking about school and providing tips or advice about anything. With that being said, let's get on to today's episode. What's up, everyone? My name is Peyton and welcome back to the Nerd Girl Podcast. In today's episode, I'll be discussing yet another book talk disappointment. Maybe I'm just hard to please, but I think it's just because I know what's good, what's mind candy, and what's actual crap. Anyway, here's my review about From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout, another book talk disappointment. This review does contain major spoilers or mentions of things that happen, so if you haven't read the book, I wouldn't recommend reading it in the first place, but if you want to read it, then stop listening to this episode. First up, let's go over the worst aspect of this book, Hawk and Poppy's unappealing and seemingly forced relationship. They didn't connect on anything substantial. Sure, Hawk made her question her role as the maiden, and he pushed her to adapt and see different views, but that's it. There was very little substance because it was just flirting, hooking up in sex, arguing, and then repeat. We didn't see them grow as individuals and as a couple specifically. Both were toxic, walking red flags who didn't learn from their mistakes or develop as a character. There was questionable if no consent between them. Their relationship was gross, and based on sexual appeal, not in anything else. Don't get me wrong. People are attracted to each other by physical appearance and sexual appeal because it's how humans work with biology and wanting the best offspring. However, I just, I can't stand stories where the characters just instantaneously desire one another and it's not even love. They fall for each other based on their looks and act on the sole fact that they just wanna hook up. Bobby barely knows Hawk and look what happens. She continuously focuses on his looks and how there's some spark between them and she just wants to hook up with him. The romance was pretty disappointing because I enjoy enemies to lovers, like you guys heard in the last episode, yet this book was the classic virgin and ladies man who's a guard who has no flaws, even when he lies to you and kills people you love. Cough. (laughs) I mean you, Hawk, aka the dark one. He sleeps with women and women tend to flock towards him because of his status as a guard, his constantly mentioned toned body and good looks. All this attention and he only has eyes for Poppy? Yes, it's fiction, but this trope is so overused that it's just getting annoying at this point. Going back to the little to no consent, yes, Poppy verbally consented or initiated when it came to the kisses or sex but she also didn't know Hawk's true identity through the entire thing. Their relationship is unhealthy because Hawk was lying the whole time while he knew Poppy was falling for him, and she was a virgin and pure or whatever adjective you want to use to describe her. But as for consent, when they have sex, it seems to be agreed upon, but when Poppy finds out who Hawk truly is and that his relationship with her was all part of his plan to make her his hostage, She feels betrayed and disgusted. I mean, who wouldn't? She questions everything that happened and wonders if all those moments, sexual or not, were real and true. 
She's questioning those intimate moments she shared with him because he lied about his identity intentions. So did she truly consent? Also, the first time Poppy kisses Hawk, she's not even kissing him as herself. Hawk mistakes Poppy for Britta and kisses her. Hawk quickly realizes that the woman wearing the cloak is not Britta, but Poppy, and then he stops. And yes, he stops, but it's like, Poppy took advantage of Hawk because he believed she was someone else, and she decided to kiss him. And before you guys come after me and you're like, oh, but they both consented, yes, I get that, but is it truly consent when the other person is lying about their identity, like pretending to be someone else? It just, it feels wrong to me knowing that their first kiss was when Hawk didn't even know who she was. And then later on when they have sex or kiss other times, Hawk is lying to Poppy the entire time. It just, it feels very wrong to me. Especially too, it feels so much like Twilight because he's what, like a hundred years old or way more older than her like he talks about he he's talking to poppy about his experiences in life and she mentions how he's talking about it as if he lived it a long 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 time ago and it's like yes he did because he's hundreds and hundreds of years old or however many years you know it, it it felt gross and weird and uncomfortable to read because i don't like those age gaps where where this immortal being decides to fall for the human girl who's way, way younger. I gotta put that in there because I just, I saw a post on Instagram where it's like, oh, if only I could have a relationship like Hawk and Poppy. And they listed other characters too. But it's like, no, you don't. They're toxic. They're walking red flags. He's hundreds of years older than her. He lied to her about a lot of things like his identity he kills people she knows and loves he kidnaps her and like his whole plan was to was to kidnap her like take her hostage in the first place so why are people rooting for this relationship it makes no sense to me please please explain it because i don't get it i know this book is an enemies to lovers romance but I also wish the author focused on other relationships, like between Victor and Poppy, and the Queen and King, and even the Duke. I hated the Duke, but I also wish the author went more in depth, you know? Or especially about Poppy's background. We found out, like, how she got her scars and what happened to her parents and everything. Because it was just 627 pages of smut, not even good smut, and confusing plot lines and characters and just it was way too long and I feel like the author if she wanted it to be 627 pages should have utilized more things instead of focusing on this creepy gross I don't like them relationship. I despise their relationship so I I wasn't rooting for them and I was trying to focus on other things but the author didn't include other things to make the book interesting. Like, even if she went more in depth about the wolvens and the vampires or whatever, even though she changed their names, I feel like it would have been interesting for her to go more in depth about 
how they came to be in that world, like why there's a rivalry. Also, going on to the Duke, I understand that they wanted the maiden to be submissive, but is she supposed to be this like untouched, pure, like she's gonna ascend or whatever it means? Why would he beat her? Like, it it makes no sense to me. And then also with the maiden thing, it's like, I understand that she's supposed to be, like I said, pure, but why would they make her cover up? And then why would the Duke beat her? It, it just doesn't make any sense. And I feel like the whole reason the Duke was beating her, at least for the author to include that, was for Hawk to step in and save her, which is another reason why I didn't like them. And another reason why I feel like Poppy was so heavily reliant on other male characters. I think the worst thing I could possibly read, the worst thing in this book, in this already horrible book, was when Poppy literally gets horny because of his blood. What the actual hell? I, I mean, I enjoy supernatural and romance and enemies to lovers, that sort of thing. But I draw the line at weird, creepy crap, like drinking the blood of your enemy, who kills your soldier friend, your father figure, and kidnaps you, and then gets horny and tries to have sex with him. Seriously, what was the author thinking? Also, before the blood scene, and even after, Poppy says she can't and won't be with Hawk after finding out that he's the Dark One and played a hand in killing her father figure and soldier friend, he kidnaps her, destroys her home, etc. But she hooks up with him like two pages later. Outside, in the snow, I might add. That's part of the reason I absolutely despise their relationship and the book in general. Hawk does all these terrible things and lies to her continuously, but she's so obsessed with his physique and overwhelmed with the desire to be with him that none of that matters. I mean, if I had a relationship with a guy and found out he's done all these terrible things and lied about his identity, I'd be out of there. Okay, I don't know about y'all, but the whole Hawk faking his identity thing was so easy for me to figure out in the very beginning because he was so suspicious. Poppy mentions his unusually amber eyes and sharp teeth and how inhumanly quick he moves or seem to hear things. How couldn't she see something was up? Also, wasn't it a bit odd and suspicious that her guard died and then Hawk, who didn't even work as a guard at the castle to begin with, is assigned to be her guard? And he seems to be more interested in her than a normal guard should be. It pissed me off how easily Poppy trusted him, especially with what she's experienced. Hawk was hiding something, and Poppy even states how he seems to be not telling her the entire truth. But she does and says all these things anyway because, simply put, she thinks he's hot. I disliked how the author tried to make Poppy some strong, badass female main character, but then contradicted it by adding stuff like Hawk, the Duke, and her whole maiden and being a virgin thing. The maiden didn't make sense, especially since Poppy was idolized for becoming, quote, independent because she had sex with Hawk, learned how to fight, and she snuck out. So basically, Poppy being, quote, virtuous and pure and a virgin somehow made her the best candidate for the maiden, but then she became some strong, independent female because she broke the rules. 
Does that mean the maiden is submissive and not strong? And that Poppy breaking the rules means she's now independent and strong? It doesn't make any sense. Now this next part, I didn't notice this until Hannah from A Clockwork Reader on YouTube mentioned it, but there's a lack of diversity in the book, which I did notice, but this next part I didn't notice. The two characters of color are named after their skin color and their servants to the other characters. Like Twilight, the author for this book didn't go in depth or explain Macedonia or however you pronounce it. I was left wondering where and when it took place because there was no time period, no world building, and no story building. The different species were so confusing, so I honestly didn't, and I still don't, understand or know the myth of the world. Instead of werewolves, the author used wolven, and instead of vampires, it was vampires, or however you say it. That was just ridiculous and borderline comedic. Why change the names of famous and liked mythological creatures and then on top of that, not explain what they are, what they do, why they're there, and other things like the Ascended, the Atlanteans, the Descended, and the Maiden. There is no examination of why, what, and how Poppy is the Maiden. And like I said earlier, it just felt weird to me how it was used and addressed. The plot was absolutely horrible and confusing because things were brought up and then never mentioned again or never explained, such as the Ascension, why the Ascended took children, why the Dark One wanted to kill Poppy, and more. Like the Ascension, it was so hyped up, like all the characters were talking about how it was a big deal and Poppy needed to accept it because it's the highest honor, but I never got it. Like, why was she the maiden? Especially with, with the scar, like not saying because she had a scar, she wasn't pretty, but why was she the candidate for a maiden? And then why was she so important for this ascension thingy? Maybe the author explains it in the other books, but the first book in a series is meant for world building and character introductions and development. So the readers understand and want to continue with the series because they grow with the characters, they're in the story with them going through whatever they're going through. If I don't understand what's going on or know or even like the characters, then why would I want to continue reading? Overall, I think this book was actually worse than the Spanish love deception in some ways. It was ungodly long with the worst main character and the worst couple. Hawk and Poppy were awful both together and individually. There was no substance to either of them except for their physical appearance, their red flags and issues, and the desire to kiss and touch each other. This book didn't seem to have an editor, and I don't know how people continue reading the other books in the series, especially since they seem to be longer. The author didn't story build, which is crucial for a fantasy fiction romance book series like this. She never explained the plot, the places, the people, or the events that took place in depth or at all, so I was left feeling overwhelmed and full of questions. With that being said, with that extremely long rant, that'll be the end of today's episode. If you guys enjoyed this or want to share your thoughts and opinions, uh, the Instagram is linked in the show notes. I hope you guys have an amazing day, and if you're thinking about reading this book, 
I hope you got some general idea through what I said. If you want to, give it a try, but just I'm warning you, you're, you're gonna experience a lot. So that being said, I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk to y'all later. Thank you.